Hey guys, welcome or welcome back to Peak Delirium, the podcast inspired by conversations between two sisters when we're sleep deprived and at our peak delirium. I'm your host, Millennial Michelle, joined by my little sister and co-host, Jen Ziali. Standing ovation. Applause. Boo. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> Today we are going to be discussing the topic of life lessons we learned from watching movies and TV. Now, I'm not sure how you, the audience, best learned in your formative years or how you best learn now. I myself get a lot from reading now. I'm a big reader. I love books. But growing up as a child, I wasn't as advanced of a reader. So most of how I learned was by observation. What about, what about you, Ali? Yeah, for sure. Um, I was known ever since I was a baby and even now of just like staring into people's souls. Oh, yeah. Just observing and staring at people. Like, that's, <laughs> I don't realize that I'm staring, but I literally have a tendency just to kind of like analyze everything around me. So, yeah, I'm a big observer for sure. Mm, cool. Well, let's jump right in and uh, talk about some of the life lessons that we learned. Good and bad and cringy and awkward and all the things <laughs> from the TV shows and movies that we watched growing up. Do you want to go first or do you want me to? Uh, yeah, I'll start. Okay, cool. Um, so first one, I don't know if anyone remembers Bear in the Big Blue House, but yeah. that's where I, that's how I learned potty training. I got potty trained through that show. Wow. Um, yeah. Good for you. Shout out Bear to Bear. and Tutter. Yeah, they're <laughs> the best of teachers. A Tutter really. the mouse. Oh my goodness. So relatable. Yeah. Tutter is me My now. spirit animal. <laughs> yeah. Just screaming. <laughs> I don't know if y'all remember how chaotic Tutter was, but yeah. Tutter was screaming at least five times every episode. Oh, absolutely. He was yeah. the chaos of that household. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Bear was the glue. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bear was always so chill. The emotional backbone. <laughs> like, what's wrong, Tutter? Tutter would be like, Wah! yeah, it's just wild. But <laughs> yeah, basically, that's how I learned how to go potty, which I don't know whether to be embarrassed about that, proud of that. I don't really know. Just kind of a relatable thing that I learned from TV, I guess. Nice. Um, yeah. I'm sure, it took uh, the pressure off mom and dad like it took that lesson that teaching moment off of their plate a little bit and they didn't have to really deal with like the frustrations of potty training because all you had to do was watch a tv show that you were entertained by in the first place right that i already loved and there you go applicable yeah. life lessons exactly yeah <laughs> i was luckily i caught on i know not everybody you know warns that way but i feel like i caught on pretty quickly and i was like oh, okay this makes sense <laughs> so, yeah. awesome um well yeah in my early years I, I can't say I learned how to potty I can't say I was potty trained from a tv show or a movie or anything but in my early years I I caught on to my love for dancing and singing and just moving and being in motion from Barney I was a big Barney baby oh my goodness I could watch hours and hours of Barney at a time um as well as the wiggles and high five um yeah, just those TV shows that incorporated a lot of song and dance. I was all about. I was a happy camper. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. Um, you want to go again? Yeah. Back uh, and forth? I would say Wonder Pets. Mm. Love Wonder Pets. Mostly because it's just very... Um, how to describe it almost felt like a cultural fusion in a sense even though there were an like animals like Linny, Tuck, Ming Ming 
I believe, mm -hmm. um, the three of them. And it was just interesting because that's, I love and adore animals, especially dogs, but animals in general, I just think are great. Um, <laughs> but when, when I, we'd watch the show, it was very educational in the sense that like, you figure out like where penguins live, like the Arctic, and then what they ate was like fish because like they'd always like share a meal with like the person that they saved or the mm -hmm. animal I should say that they saved mm -hmm. or they had like the traditional celery, which is pretty cool. But it was like an interesting, like unconventional, unconventional, uh, like non-human way to kind of travel quote mm -hmm. and expose you to different cultures different ways of living yeah understanding that like you know different animals eat different things different people must eat different things too like mm -hmm. interesting stuff like that um yeah. but yeah definitely love wonder pets nice it's a good one it's a good one um i guess my next one isn't really a tv show or a movie it's actually a commercial um and this is how powerful advertisements are and this is why we have advertisements is because the psychology behind it is like you can really entice people into buying things that they don't need um mm -hmm. and I was a very impressionable kid so when I came across this one commercial for um bounty you know the chocolate bar it's like it's kind of like an al almond joy it's like but it has cherry in it no I don't think it's got cherry in it I think it doesn't have an almond in it I think it's just straight coconut oh candy yeah. filling coated yeah. with chocolate um, I remember that yeah <laughs> you're like it's nothing was to not a fan shout out about well to me I saw this commercial that they had running for it and to me they just made it look like the most amazing thing on planet earth and so I mean mom was the responsible adult in I'm, my life I mean dad is too <laughs> but dad. I mean we went shopping with mom more often so yeah she was the responsible person and who was like you know what candy's not that great for you I think we're not going to get that right now and I would beg her and um, she wouldn't let me and in my head I was like I don't understand why this woman is withholding good things for me so I'm just gonna <laughs> take matters in my own hands and I stole one from the grocery oh, store no. I know not my greatest moment you guys oh, i mean the life lesson God. here is do not steal and also bounty is not that great um, yeah but i stole one because i just thought i i just had to have a bounty bar the commercial made it look amazing so i was like you know what by any I'm means necessary it. i will have a bounty and my life will be changed oh dear it was not yeah <laughs> it was all right it's nothing um I feel like it's not good enough to steal, but honestly, like, don't be stealing anything, even if it is good <laughs> enough to steal. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah, no, looking back. I mean, <laughs> mom caught me, obviously, and obviously disciplined me. And mm -hmm. just I felt really bad about the whole thing that I was like, that was not worth it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's definitely one lesson I look back on that I was like, yeah, that one. I'm glad I learned it, but I wish I hadn't learned it in that way. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, right don't believe well, everything you see on tv commercials like they're made to entice you into yeah like i said wanting things that you don't actually need yeah for real though mm -hmm. <laughs> not ideal <laughs> um well, i would say another one for me was uh spongebob now for me in adulthood but not in childhood because obviously we were not allowed 
Well, not obviously. I should just say we were not allowed to watch SpongeBob growing up. Ever. Yeah. Um, that I was think... our childhood. Mom yeah. had an issue with uh, their uh, location of residence. Bikini, Bikini Bottom. bottom. <laughs> that was just so off-putting yeah. to her that she was like, we are not watching this show. Yeah. Yeah. But now that like we can watch it in adulthood, I just find that it's like very funny how relatable the characters are now mm-hmm. um, and how they've changed to like the ones that we kind of thought we identified more with when we were children. Like, I feel like growing up, we'd be like, oh, yeah, like, I'm Spongebob, you're Patrick, or vice versa, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, like, as a kid, I was like, Squidward's just, like, a turd nugget. Like, why is he so grumpy? <laughs> and I'm like, I genuinely get Squidward. Like, he just wants to chill in his home and play saxophone. Unbothered. And unbothered. Precisely. <laughs> and Plankton, all of a sudden, doesn't even, like, seem all that insane. Like, sometimes, right. like, you know what? He's actually kind of making sense here. <laughs> Yeah, so it's kind of interesting how that switch happened, especially now that I can watch it. Um, but yeah, that was always funny. And also, Martha Speaks on PBS Kids. Um, oh, yeah, the talking dog. Yes. Alphabet Soup. Right? The fact that there was a dog in there was already, like, gung-ho for me. That was great. But then now was a dog that could talk out of Alphabet Soup. So now, like, I would always get really excited if we got, like, just like one can of alphabet soup and I'd be like oh this is great like Martha speaks like this is what she eats on the daily mm-hmm. you know yeah this is gonna expand my vocabulary <laughs> yeah considering that I was not a good speller growing up either like my gosh <laughs> uh great that's awesome yeah that's cute that's super innocent too though um yeah. here's another one for me this one I look back on and I cringe because uh it's just like not one of my brightest moments but ice age apparently oh. yeah apparently um my role model sid the sloth um taught me that sticking your tongue on a frozen surface is probably not the greatest idea but i tried it anyways because i was heavy in my experimental phase i was a little scientist and um when I saw him do that in the movie, I think it was accidental too when he did that in the movie. I went deliberately searching for, I think it was, I went to the freezer I went and got an ice cube because I was not about to stick my tongue on like the flagpole at school in winter. First yeah. of all, that's Jeremy. <laughs> Secondly, I'm sure I like CPS would have come for me. Yeah. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> so I went to the freezer, grabbed an ice cube and stuck my tongue on it. And then ripped it off. And the lesson that I learned is that <laughs> your taste buds will suffer. Mm-hmm. So don't try it at home. It won't kill you, but, you know. Ouch. I can't imagine. It's painful. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I probably should have picked an, an, a different role model from that movie. Because there are better ones in the movie, arguably. But... Sid. Sid was my go-to guy. (laughs) Yeah, that's an interesting choice, but hey, no judgment. Sid's cool. (laughs) Sid's relatable now, even in adulthood, so, you know, I'm not going to judge too hard. Ah, this much is true, hey? This much is true. Yeah. Um, (laughs) um, Another character I feel like I um, not necessarily look to as a role model, but when she did this, I was like, I'm going to do this, <laughs> which was also not the smartest, but it was Dory from Finding Nemo. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that scene where she and Marlon are in a jellyfish bloom and they're trying to get out. And Marlin is a clownfish, so he doesn't get stung, but she doesn't have that immunity, so she would be getting stung. Mm. But she figured out that if you bop on the top, um... <laughs> bop, 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 tooth. <laughs> Sorry. Digress. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you bop the tops, um, then they won't sting you. And they were able to escape that way. And so when we went snorkeling in the Great Barrier Reef, um, it was jellyfish season. I think they call them stingers. It was stinger season. And um, so there were, quite a fit, uh, there were quite a number of jellyfish in the water. Um, luckily, we were in, you know, they had us put on wetsuits or lycra suits um, mm. to protect us from those stings. But I found one while I was snorkeling. And I maintained a distance for a little bit. But then I got brave because I remember Dory. And she was like, the tops don't sting you. So guess what I did? You bopped the top. I bopped the top. It was awesome. My gosh. They're squishy, but firm. But yeah. Squishy. It was cool. Um, I'm not sure if anybody else has an experience like that, but I feel like while it may not have been the smartest because I think tentacles can be much larger and longer than the jellyfish head or body that, mm-hmm. you know, it can wrap around and you may not be able to see them because they're so fine and delicate. They may sting you. If you get too close, but I wasn't worried about that. I was in a suit. So I decided to have that experience for myself. And I have no regrets. Yeah. It may not well, have been the smartest or the safest thing to do, but, you know, you only no risk, one. no reward. Exactly. Exactly. I'm, I feel like I'm happy that I have that experience. Mm-hmm. I have bopped a jellyfish top. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. I love that. <laughs> Um, I think my final one, at least, is, or I guess we kind of share this one, is um, in Chronicles of Narnia, mm-hmm. um, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, mm-hmm. Edmund, the, uh, well, I shouldn't call him problematic, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you mean, though. There's one in every family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, you know, it you could know be that I, I am that one, so I'm like, why should I even... <laughs> Like, why would I criticize Edmund? But Throwing yourself under the Well, bus. you know. Yeah, whatever. Um, we love you. Aw, thanks. I love you. <laughs> um, but when Edmund really liked, like, the Turkish delight, and he made it look so delicious, and I remember when we were watching it as kids, yeah, he is a liar, because I remember when we finally went to the grocery store, we came across Turkish delight, and we were ecstatic, because Edmund made it look so good in the movie. And we were like, we have to try this. And we really, really begged, like, that we could ask our parents that we could have that. And that was so unlike us. Because, like, we never would beg or ask for anything in the grocery store. Well, I did with the bounty bar. So I stole oh, yeah. it. But I didn't have to steal the Turkish Delight this time, thank heavens. Because yeah. <laughs> mom and dad came through. And they... Right. <laughs> we're much older, too. So it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oops. But we got it. And we were thoroughly disappointed. It was very oh sad. Goodness. It was not good. I remember the shock that we were like, you know, <gasps> it just tasted like, ugh, like, I don't know, gross jello kind of, Candy. it had no flavor too. It was very, you know, 
plain and it wasn't exciting. And I remember thinking like in our last conversation that maybe we have to go to Turkey and try like genuine Turkish delight because I have a feeling that it's better. And I have a feeling Right. that like if we try the like the authentic authentic food from the country of origin, it'd Mm-hmm. be a totally different experience. Um, Yeah. but yeah, That's a good point. I'm just hoping. Because, yeah, I mean, if you're getting it at the grocery store where um, it's not the local origin of that food, it's being imported. So, yeah, might not taste that great because of that. But also, I mean, it could have been our baby palates were just not developed enough to appreciate the taste. So, yeah, I feel like I would definitely be willing to give it a, another chance. A whirl. I feel like we need redemption. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I was so let down when I, when I tried it the first time. I fully expected my life to change. I don't know why I keep putting so much faith in candies <laughs> that they'll change my life. But I fully expected life to not be the same and for the better. when I tried Turkish Delight, and I was let down. Edmund betrayed us all. It Yes. wasn't enough to betray his family, Oh, betray yeah. all of Narnia. He betrayed us all. Exactly. Turkish Delight. Especially <laughs> on Not the food. that great. And I take my food very seriously. So if you betray me in that realm, <laughs> trust lost forever. Seriously. Oh, my gosh. Too funny. Um, well, I guess if we're going to be on the food... subject ah oh, here's another one for you i'm so i'm so embarrassed but it's like i was so impressionable another commercial that i uh that tricked me was um a pringles commercial that they had running that basically had a number of people take one bite of a pringle like put the whole thing in their mouth take one bite and then i was observing them very closely their mouths were not moving thereafter so they were not chewing so in my head i was like oh my gosh these magical chips that just melt in your mouth after one bite i have to have them <laughs> <laughs> I am driven by food, yeah as you can same probably tell. But um, yeah, on one of those other rare occasions that mom and dad uh, were like, okay, we'll just get you, we'll, we'll cave to your desires. We'll get you some Pringles and that's fine. Um, they got me Pringles. I put, I was small. So a Pringle was just gigantic in my mouth, but I was determined to try anyway. I put the whole Pringle in my mouth, bit down once, and expected it to magically disappear and melt away. And it didn't. And I kept trying. I think I tried way too many times before I was like, before I came to two conclusions. One, these Pringles were broken. <laughs> and two, I was just doing it wrong. Mm Uh, but as I got older, I think I was like, you know what? <laughs> I think chips just don't magically melt in your mouth. I think you just have to keep chewing. Like, and looking back, it's uh, the camera, whenever they like, uh, whenever the person put it in their mouth and bit down,
Of yeah. course you remember it. We watch it all the time. We are rewatching it right now. Yeah, we love <laughs> Hey Arnold. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, authenticity because there are just so many different characters, um, different personalities, some chaotic more than others, um, and they're just authentically themselves. And they're all friends, um, and they all coexist, and it's highly entertaining, but mm-hmm. I feel like they all feel free to be themselves, and that's super important. Um yeah what else um the cheetah girls taught me how to not be drama (laughs) (laughs) and this is one of those rare instances where i looked at like i watched the movies and i was like this is what not to do and i didn't do that and i'm proud of myself for it because i've tried a fair amount of things from movies and tv shows and commercials that i'm glad i didn't like apply any of their um (laughs) dramatic friendship chaos to my own life right sad (laughs) I love that well I'm glad (laughs) yeah I'm glad um let's see ants the movie ants yes I remember ants with a z yeah (laughs) um they the way they drink water was with like dewdrops in their hands and I was like that looks so quaint I love that I tried to reenact that. Of course, it wasn't going to be a gigantic drew drop in my hand because my hands are considerably larger than an ant's. But no I was way. like, I know, <laughs> I know. It's like, I just don't consider uh, life size when I'm applying some of these things, these lessons. But I was like, you know what? The next best thing is to collect a bunch of water drops on my hand or, you know, as best as I can. And just inhale them, basically. Like, suck them all up. And that's how I'll drink the water, like the ants in the movie Ants. And, I mean, it was not a good idea. I inhaled water and probably risked pneumonia. So, lesson learned is I should probably just use a cup. Yes. Because I'm bigger than an ant and can't drink water from a dewdrop. <laughs> it's okay. You live and you learn. It was so aesthetic, though. I wanted to. I wanted that for myself. <laughs> okay random thing though one thing i just thought of Hmm. in the ants movie i don't remember like when they went to war this Mm -hmm. traumatized me as a kid (laughs) do you remember (laughs) this should not have been a kid movie they needed to increase the rating no it was terrifying i remember watching that (laughs) i had to be like what five and i couldn't go to bed at night because i was just like okay context z the little ant main character ant goes to war with his friend his friend gets trampled essentially picks up his friend's head detached <laughs> from its body and i was like oh my gosh it was just like a tragic death like he just held his head in the movie anyways irrelevant but i was just saying once you mentioned <sighs> ants i was like i got a whole new experience from ants and it wasn't a water dew drop it was like trauma oh my gosh ptsd and you didn't even have to go to war yeah it was so sad I do remember that. That one was very unsettling for me as a kid, too. Yeah. <laughs> so sad. Um, yeah. Uh, well, here's another one that I thought of just now. But Holes was a movie that we watched, like, over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. The only, like, I didn't take any life lessons away from that. <laughs> like, it did not 
make it did not give me the urge to go in the backyard and start digging for some lost treasure or whatever it is that they were digging for out there in the devs in the desert so i don't know maybe if it was food that they were digging for maybe if it was food oriented i would have started <laughs> digging holes but i didn't so yeah <laughs> well some things you take and some things you don't <laughs> um well before we close out the episode um, I want you to share your um, your Princess Diaries 2 story about how you embarrass yourself in front of Sunset. Oh my Sunshine. gosh, I know. And like, I hadn't told anybody, you are the only person who knows about this. Um, it's freaking hilarious, y'all. But now the rest of the world will. Yes. <laughs> and I kept it in me for years, just being, just silently being embarrassed by it. But yeah, the Princess Diaries <laughs> 2, <laughs> Princess Mia, I think is betrothed to some heir or something like that. In any case, they didn't really get along well in the beginning. It's been years since I've watched this, but they didn't really get along in the beginning. And so when they were being introduced to each other, I think she kind of like half looked at him and made this like smirky, sarcastic, like fake (gasps) smile in his direction. I Uh, know exactly what scene you're talking about now. For a while, I was like, I don't know. But I remember she like when she figured out that she danced with him. And she was yes. upset with him. And that's like right before she steps on his foot. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. I remember. Gosh, it's been too long. I feel like we need to watch that now. But yes. um, yeah, anyways, she made that face at him, this fake smile, smirky look. And for whatever reason, my young self thought that she looked awesome. Like she looked so cool making that face. So I was like, mm. you know what? I'm going to adopt that facial expression. And use it on somebody I come across. <laughs> and the victim I used it on <laughs> was none other than, drumroll please, <laughs> my karate sensei. Whoa. Yeah. Um, not smart. Not a smart move by any <laughs> means. Um, I think you and I were both taking karate lessons, but I went first. And then you went after me. And you were on the floor doing your lesson and I was sitting mom on my right sensei on my left and he was like presenting to me our white belts because that's all we've ever progressed (laughs) to Mm -hmm. that's the only level we've progressed to in karate um we have commitment issues (laughs) um so he was presenting our white belts and he's like are you excited like aren't you glad that these arrived or something like that and I was like aha the opportunity has presented itself <laughs> and I gave him the look the princess oh, diaries to princess Mia sarcastic smirky fake smile look and I thought I was going to just be elevated to little baddie status mm. and I wasn't he just looked confused and I immediately regretted it and I think mom was like what's going on kid you know <laughs> just like I don't know the energy just kind of shifted <laughs> and I was like I've made a mistake that I will never make again um I think luckily for me anyways we were headed to Disneyland the literal next day mm-hmm. what a godsend and when we came back we just never went back to karate for whatever reason and I was like you know what I'm okay with that this works mm-hmm. out in my favor because I've embarrassed myself like beyond beyond uh repair right and i don't think i can face sensei 
Yeah, valid. I mean, you know, I don't know if I'd show up after that either. Genuinely. Yeah. That's quite funny, though, that I was in the same room while all that chaos happened. You were I'm kind you of were just, bummed I missed it. Uh, you were, uh, what are you, what is it? You were wood chopping or cur- chicken kicking with your Probably. peers out there. And I was making a fool out of myself. I love it. Mm, I'm sorry, Sensei. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> Anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, my advice, well, this goes without saying, but don't believe everything you see on TV or on the internet for that matter. And maybe don't try some of these things at home. Like leave some things to the professionals and the fictitious characters in fictitious worlds. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, be wise in what you choose to apply in your life for your sake and ours and also the sake of your sensei. Mm -hmm. That's all I got. Yeah, valid. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. What she said. What she said. <laughs> All righty. We will sign off on this episode. Yeah. Yes. All I'll right. See you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, you guys. Don't forget to give us a follow, leave a comment slash review, and tell us about the quirky or profound lessons you've learned from TV or movies. As always, please share the podcast with friends and family, and we'll see you all next Wednesday for another episode of Proof Delirium. Bye!